0: Our precious Father, wants want to thank you as we draw close to this year that you have a word for us. You want to talk to us, to get us ready to walk in your purpose for 2022. We trust you to teach us and grant us understanding. In Jesus' name we pray. Uh, we are going to talk about salvation. The Holy Spirit reminds us that we should remind Christians of the major things. As 2020, 2020 is coming to an end, we're going to 2022, the coming of Jesus comes near. With every year that comes, his coming draws what? Near. And so we should remind ourselves of the thing that is key and important for his coming. And so that we Christians should engage in it It's good to have a year of this, year of this, and it's wonderful to have all these years. There's a responsibility. There's a key thing for which Jesus died. And we need to remind ourselves as his coming draws near. And sometimes, not even coming, some people go before go to him. But every year that comes reminds us that we are nearer his coming than before. So in First Timothy 4, 6. It says, if thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ. If you remind Christians of these things, the Holy Spirit himself says you'll be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. So that a good pastor should remind Christians of key things. At this moment, as we see, all the signs of his coming being fulfilled, we'll just be talking about his coming, but we too should be getting ready for it and getting about his business. And so it's important that we go and look at salvation, which is the key thing. I've been a Christian many years, but I've never really seen where the church con- concentrates on teaching on salvation for a long time, for a long time. And this is the main reason for which he came. And this is the message given to us to get people to be saved and get ready for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you agree with me, say amen. So in Luke chapter 2, verse 20, the scripture teaches us, for my eyes have seen your salvation. My eyes have seen your salvation. And in Luke chapter 3, 6, it says, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. All flesh shall see needs to see the salvation of God. Remember, we're talking about salvation. And then we look at people who had the experience of knowing the salvation of God. And within this time, we're going to define really salvation and see the aspects of this thing that is lost on the church. And then we realize that if we understand salvation, our lives become salvation in practice. And then if you have salvation in practice and not religion, then you have something to tell people. The reason many people don't preach the gospel is that they don't even know it. They don't understand it. They don't experience it. So to them, Christianity is distilled into going to church, praying, fasting, praying. I've not seeing a lot of results, though. My son preached here. I said, you can't witness something. You, you are not part of the experience. You can't go to court and say, I'm a witness. They say, why are you there? I say, no. You are not a good witness. You have, should be part of the experience of salvation to be able to have something to witness to somebody. So we're going to talk about those who saw the salvation of the Lord. What is salvation of the Lord? And how does it make you live that life? And then gives you the worship, the true worship. If I don't finish on that, continue. The true worship comes from knowing the salvation of God. You can't worship what you don't know. And True joy and appreciation and loving God arises from knowing the salvation of God. You can see that you love God, you may not love him. So, everything ties to understanding and knowing the salvation of God. So, in Luke chapter 2, verse 25, at that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the lost Messiah. The day the Spirit led him to the temple, that day the Spirit led him to the temple, so when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby, Jesus, to the Lord, as the Lord required, Simeon was there. Then he took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Listen to this. When he saw the salvation of the Lord, the thing that came automatic was praise. That's how it comes. Not before that. You know you can sing and not really praise God. Just like you can be together and you're not in fellowship. Coming together is not fellowship. (laughs) Fellowship is beyond coming together. It's a unity of time, of oneness, in love. Bound together. I can be with you in church and not be with you. That's not foolish. So look at what happened at the, for at, uh, this man immediately. He carried Jesus. He said in verse 28, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God saying, Sovereign Lord, now let the servant depart in peace as you have promised. I have seen your What? Salvation. He called Jesus salvation. I've seen your salvation. Which you have prepared for all people. He is the light to reveal God to the nations. And he is the glory of your people, Israel. Can I hear amen here? I've seen your salvation. The light to reveal God. is the only way to know God. And the glory of your people, Israel. Then your people will no more be in shame. There will not be hopelessness no more. They can't be bound no more. God has sent his salvation to the world. This man saw him and recognized him. And he started to give praise. And you know from the above, you can quickly see that he didn't recognize Jesus out of his status because he was a baby. It was not out of the status of his parents. It was nothing natural. Nothing. It was a baby hiding inside. But the Holy Spirit said to him, that baby is the salvation of God. You know, there are things God gave you. You you look down on them. But there are things God will use to save you. Because we walk by sight and walk by human And we miss up. Jesus said to the Jews, he said, you are going to suffer because you don't know the date of your visitation. The salvation of God. And then here we see that Jesus is identified as salvation of God. Which means nothing else is called salvation. It's not my good works. And it's not your good works. Not even your church or your pastor. It's not your prayer, it's not your fasting. Nothing else. He said the baby he had in his hand. My eyes have seen what? He was living in the temple. The temple was not the salvation. That's where people disconnect. Again, let me say it. we reduce Christianity to activities. And it's affecting everything. Acts four twelve, there is salvation in no one else. Your night video is wonderful, but it's not your salvation. Somebody say, "Oh, this will take four night videos." Oh, you are creating another salvation. It won't work. It's not your salvation. It's wonderful. It's awesome. Fasting is wonderful, it's great, and we're going to fast, but that's not our salvation. We need to distinguish activities that men do from the living son of God. Don't reduce him to those things. For before he came, Pharisees were fasting, they were praying and all those things, but none of it is salvation. Moses brought the law. The law is not salvation. No. The Bible said, the law could not save man because the law couldn't give life. Until that baby came. There is no salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Can the church say amen? amen. And Jesus is called the grace of God. He's called the grace of God in Titus 2.11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation had appeared to all. He is the grace of God that brings salvation. It's called the salvation of God. And when we see the definition of salvation, you know why he's called the salvation. And you know why he said the grace of God that brings it salvation has appeared to all men. In Ephesians 2, the scripture says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works. Let any man shoot both. So Simeon came and recognized him. Even his parents, didn't know him. In spite of all, they just told him they didn't know him. Look at, look at Luke 2, 2.33. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. They were, they were perplexed. They were amazed. So what kind of child we have? And now there's some shepherds who are out there taking care of their sheep. And here comes the divine plan. I need to show these people that I've seen the salvation of mankind. And so in Matthew 2, verse 1, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east. And I come to worship him. Now listen, this star is not the, the star you see on there. So This is not astronomy. You cannot be led by a star that is outside the earth. It's not astronomy. And it's not astrology. Because demons want to confuse people and say, see. No. How, how can you be led by a star that is millions of miles away from you? All the stars are millions of miles from us. So we're not talking about physical stars. God put up a star. Can I hear him? God put up a star such that man can follow it. I want you to explain to me, can you follow any star out there? Nobody. And this star was so close that he was able to lead them street by, you're not talking to me, lead them what? Street by street, street by street. That's a miraculous revelation of God. That's what the Holy Spirit put in place there. And said, I will lead you to the same. Verse 9. And when they had heard, when they had heard the king, that was Herod talking. When they had the king, they departed and lo, the star. Which they saw in the east, went before them. Till it came and stood over where the young child was. This is not a regular star. A star that was able to stand over a house. Divine activity. God can do all If can you be led by an aeroplane, you say, let me follow that plane to where? Well, because it's too far. This star is not a regular star that can stand over a house. Of all the houses, it stood over this one. Verse, verse, verse 10. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with great, great I'm telling you, when you know the salvation of God, you cannot give God real praise. You cannot give God real praise. Otherwise, your heart will be clogged with all your problems and there's no problem. And they're not sleeping here. And they didn't greet you. And they don't greet you. All your junk. Because to us, everything is a treasure. Is a treasure. Job, your job is a treasure, it's a treasure. That's one thing. Sunday we're going to consecrate ourselves and disconnect from all those treasures. And let Jesus be the only treasure. If he's the only treasure of your life, your whole heart will be there. <laughs> Can I hear amen? Your whole heart will what? And when your whole heart is given to him, he will fill it with his life. Fill it with his love. Fill it with his glory. Send you back to the society where you are a brand new person. Because all the issues of your life come from where? So what will be coming is what he filled you with. Filled you with. So verse 11, And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, And fell down and worshiped him. Re-worship. Re-worship comes from knowing him. True worship comes from knowing him. They they didn't need to be pushed. They didn't need to, uh, organ, music. No, 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 no. He was there. He was there. A baby, yeah. But they knew something and they went on their knees instantly. I say you deserve our worship. No pastor told them, no scriptures, nothing. There was a revelation in their spirit of who was there. That's God Emmanuel. If you understand me, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Look at Peter in John 6, 64. But there were, there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from them, then verse 65, and he said, therefore, and he said, therefore, say I unto thee, that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. God's star, the Spirit of God has to lead you to him. Jesus said, you can't come. Those shepherds couldn't go. Nobody can. Simeon couldn't. The Spirit of God led him. Jesus said no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father 66 from that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him verse 67 then said Jesus unto the 12 will you also go away 68 then Simon Peter answered him Lord to whom shall we go we don't understand this, but we, you, are the, you are the only... Where are we going again? And they look at what he said. To whom shall we go? Thou hast the word of what? Eternal life. And we believe and assure that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. That defined Peter's decision, his faith, his belief. It's not emotional. It's not this. It's not that. Thou art the son of God. You are the Christ. And I'm stuck with you. I'm going nowhere. Because you are the salvation of God. Oh Peter, there is miracle there. No. My eyes have seen salvation of God. Peter, there is a man of... mm, mm, Thank you. My eyes have what? Seen the son of God. Where else? Shall we go? Oh, say, that's why some people take, come to church. They don't come. To, I wonder, is it the pastor you are coming to church for? If you seen his salvation, if you have seen him and know him, you'll be number one coming to church because you know where two or three are gathered. What? It's right there. Can I hear? Amen. Yes, All that shuffling and you are late and you are greeting people. You are late. You don't know him yet. Action speaks louder than words. We, and we believe and are sure. You are not doubting this. We see you are the Christ. The son of the living God. Now, this it gives us definition of salvation. Let us even know. You know, the, 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 this word is not... name is not Yoruba, it's not Swahili, it's English. So what do they say salvation is? They say deliverance, it's redemption, it's rescue. Deliverance, redemption, rescue. And listen to this. Number one, something that saves someone, or somebody that saves someone. You see why they say, we have seen the salvation of the Lord. He's the one that saves. The one that what? Saves. It's something that saves someone or somebody that saves someone. So you see why Jesus is the salvation? Because he's the, somebody that saves. Save someone from danger or a difficult situation. And in this case, the power of certain, sin, power of Satan, the world, the penalties of sin, all of which man cannot deliver himself from. So it's called the salvation of God because it's the person that saves. Number two, they say it is the act of saving someone from sin or evil. So not just the person that says, but the act of, of doing it. Like, if I come and I rescue him, they say, I'm the salvation. Say, so, ah, ha, that man is your salvation. Then the act of pulling him out is also called what? Salvation. The act of pulling you out. The act of pulling you out. That act of saving you, which Christ did. You can you can't you can be in a wreck and you can't come out and you I save myself. You're kidding. Somebody has to come. pull So that act of pulling out is called salvation. That thing he did on the cross to pull us out of sin, pull us out of Satan's kingdom, pull us out of destruction, is also defined as what? Salvation. Then there's the third one. The state of being saved from sin. The person that serves is our salvation. The act of doing it is salvation. Then the state of continuous freedom, continuous, if I save him. Can you come near As much as uh, six feet can allow us. If I save him, I'm his salvation. The act of saving him is what? Salvation. But I need to keep him safe. Because if I don't, he can't go back there. So it's our salvation. Christ our salvation. The act of saving us is also the act of salvation. Oh, is that God? <laughs> this thing <a> <laughs> that, wow. This act of salvation. Then after I've saved God, I'm following God and giving him the ability so he doesn't fall back to that. So that act of continuous guidance. Helping him, fighting for him, is also a package called what? Salvation. Now, that's what Christians miss. They think that salvation is only come and be saved. And oh, we're done, no. I'm saved. So you now say, Jesus, I are done. Let me take it from here. You don't know what I'm talking about. He said, without me, you can do. You can't take it from there. You can't take it from there. Here's your salvation that saved you and continues to save you. Thank you. If you understand me, shout hallelujah. First Corinthians 15 verse 1. Let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. You welcomed it then and you still stand firm in it. It is this good news that saves. S-A-V-E-S is It's not past tense. It's present continuous. So the Christian's idea of salvation is wrong. His idea of salvation is, in fact, they think it's joining church. Actually, mostly we Christians use it as membership drive. And once you abuse the things of the Holy Spirit, it will leave you alone. It's not for membership drive is to point people to behold the Savior who saves you, and the Christian, he still keeps you saved. If you are following me, shout hallelujah. And Paul says, let me read it again. Paul said to them, Paul said to them, First Corinthians 15 1 let me now remind you. Remember where we started saying, if you remind them of these things, you're a good minister. Pastor, I need to remind you of the salvation we're talking about. Because this is what it's all about. Let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. It's still relevant to you every day of your life. You welcome the day, you still stand firm in it. Verse 2 it is this good news that saves you if you continue to believe that. Message saves, keeps you protected, keeps you saved. It saved you, remember, and keeps you saved. Can I hear Amen? amen. I said, Can I hear Amen? Yeah. Keeps you saved. So it must be a strong desire to know the salvation of God. We've seen in a nutshell what, what happened to people who really who really come to know the salvation of the Lord. Let's look at Luke 19, verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man, there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to, to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree, Victory beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by what? By name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home. Jesus knows those who want to know him. In the crowd, he knows those who are seeking to know him. Not everybody comes to church wants to know Jesus. Those who are seeking with all their heart to know Him, He calls them by what? Their name, and He will give you a personal, personal revelation of Him. And that revelation sets you apart. You can't know Jesus and be acting in the canal, canal. He said, "You want to know Me? That's why I came." I will go to your house and give you a personal, intimate revelation of who I am. These people following me on the street, they don't know me. But I'm coming to your house. May the Lord call you by name. I'll come to your house. And reveal his glory to you. Can I hear amen? Amen. And Paul knew in Philippians 3, 7. He says, Paul said... uh, Sorry, in Philippians 13, Paul said, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him and share his death. Paul wanted to know him. It was his desire. Just like Zacchaeus. And then, let's see what happens. I'm going to be cutting this. So knowing him changed Zacchaeus' life. In Luke 19, 5, when Jesus came back, He looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name Zacchaeus. He said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus Jesus to his house in great excitement and what? And joy. Worship comes out of knowing him. In great excitement and joy, my eyes have seen the salvation of Israel. And then let's continue. Verse 7. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner. They grumbled. Those are the Pharisees. And there are a lot of Pharisees today. Verse 8. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my way to the poor Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give back four times as much. Who preached to him to do this? nobody. Light shoot! and he had a revelation of who was there. His conscience struck him. You are standing in the presence of pure holiness. Yes. This is God. Remember the prophet that saw God, he said, I'm what? Am I done? He said, I'm a man of unclean when you see Jesus, repentance is, is easy. You don't have to be pushed. You don't have to be begged. It's automatic. You read the whole Bible. When, when Peter saw him, Peter said, depart from you, I'm unclean. Who preached to Zacchaeus? Nobody. He was standing before God. The glory of God was there. The, the, the main... The, the, Remember, the Bible says he delight to reveal God to his people. No word at all. But he was filled with the fullness of God. He was filled with the glory of the almighty God. That is Emmanuel. That is God of heaven and earth. Standing right there. And man couldn't stand it. The man said, oh my God. You know why we preach sin? We don't know Jesus. When you know Jesus, when you know the truth, you'll be set free. Who preached to this man? Who? Told him. And what he's doing, Christians have not done it yet. This level of repentance that comes from revelation, that's why we must preach Christ and him crucified. The church needs to know him. Let me read some few other scriptures. Galatians 6.14 As for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross. Because of that cross. Not because of my being good and trying to be good. No, no, no. It's him that changed me. It's because of that cross. My interest in this world has been crucified. It died. I don't need no sermon. It's a traumatic you Go, go t- tell Zacchaeus about taking bribe anymore. He won't listen to it. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified. And the worst interest in me has what? Died. It's not character management. We, de- we have divorced. Totally divorced. Completely divorced. Zacchaeus, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing this again. Colossians 3, Verse 10. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. The more you know Christ, church, that's why you talk, talk with salvation. The more you know Him through what He did, the more you are like Him. In one moment, Zacchaeus changed. Zacchaeus, what guy used to represent Zacchaeus? Maybe Nigerian custom officer. No police. You know, Nigerian police, they'll take bribe from you on the road. If you go to their house, they also take bribe from you. Yeah? In one moment, dramatic change. The power of God, the anointing of God, Jesus carried. It's not religion. What the law could not do, Jesus did. The law could not save Zacchaeus, but the Son of God Colossians, that's Colossians, three things. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcision or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us. 2022. Let Jesus be all that matters. That's why you should make him the treasure of your life. Colossians 1.6 The same good news that came to you is growing out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives. It is bearing fruit everywhere. People who come to him, their lives are changed by changing lives just as it changed yours. Your life from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. Jesus, the grace of God. He said, not only that they heard it, they understood it. Many people here, they don't understand. They heard and what? understood it. I was telling her about one, one something at wedding I attended. This woman, she did the wedding. She didn't need to introduce herself as a Christian. Her life, everything, was talking Jesus. Look, you don't light hide you don't you don't hide light. Everything. I lived in Queen's College when my wife was a teacher there. One of our neighbors. I just got saved. And where I got saved, it's a very legalistic place. So grace means nothing to do. It's about works. And then we got involved. I called my wife and I said, Frank is a Christian. He never told me he was a Christian. Never. But his life? Jesus. It wasn't religion. He wasn't acting. He was just living his life. But you couldn't have enough of this man's man he was oozing out love it's so beautiful to hang around Jesus where you find him he didn't tell me he was a Christian I went to our group our church where we have a meeting because with us nobody is saved they saved you belong to us I told him said I found a Christian I say a real Christian for the first time I realized that we're other Christians I didn't know because that's what I was taught. That is that is that salvation? Is that the salvation of the Lord? Colossians 1.9. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you Spiritual wisdom and understanding, then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit all the while. All the while. All the while. You will grow as you learn to know God better and better. That's how you grow, that's how life changes. It's not by effort. By knowing the salvation of the Lord. As you know him better and better, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. Jesus is God. The Bible said, unto us a child is given. His name shall be Almighty God, Almighty Father. And like I said, will you know him and love him? Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7, 36. No, there's no time to read this lengthy one. Yeah. John chapter 4, verse 22. You Samaritans... Yeah, I said, knowing him, because I'm cutting short this thing. Knowing him brings true worship. True worship. John 4, 22. You Samaritans... Do not know what you are worshiping. You know, you can come and dance and not know what they are worshiping. You can't. Jesus said, You Samaritans do not know what you are worshiping. You worship what you do not comprehend. We do know what we are worshiping. We worship what we have knowledge of and understand. For after all, salvation comes from the Jews. Matthew two nine. When they had heard the king, they departed. I know I read it to you. Verse eleven. Verse ten. Matthew two ten. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. I, I I read it to you. And they worshipped him. And then verse eleven. When they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented him gifts: gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You know what you give to Jesus? Your heart. greatest gift you give to God. It's not money. It's your heart. Jesus said, give to Caesar his money. Give to God your soul. For all souls belong to God. When you know him, you give him, you give him real worship. The greatest worship is to give your life, yourself as a living sacrifice. And if you don't do that first, this other one is just just me, I walk, talk. You give him your best. They selected their best gifts. But the best gift, give him your heart. Give him your heart. Give him your life. As a living sacrifice. You know that what Jesus did? He gave his life to his father. The Bible says he became a slave. A slave that has no say, no right, not even his words, nothing. He gave his father himself. Because the father needed a lamp. He said, use me. The father needed a body. He said, I'm available. And for him to die, he had to be man, so he gave up everything, become a man. So he gave up everything, gave it to the Father. And the Bible said, "God was in Christ, not imputing." He said, "A body you prepared me, a vessel." That's the greatest gift you give to God. He needs a vessel. I needs, needs you. He needs you. He needs you. We don't know that. You're going to be fighting over things, mundane things. And God says, you know, in this situation, I need a vessel I can use to bring peace. I say, God, you don't know what they did to me. You're not ready yet. Jesus gave up his position as God. That's the greatest worship. That comes before the ones we see. That's what knowing him makes us do. Because we know who he is. We bring out our gifts. And now even giving him money is nothing. Because now you can give him anything. Let's read Isaiah. Then I'll close with Isaiah. Isaiah 12, 2-6. Behold God, my salvation. I will trust and not be what? Afraid. Follow me. For the Lord God is my strength and song. Yes, he has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation. Verse 4. And in that day, verse 4, and in that day, you will say, Give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name and by means of his name in solemn entreaty, declare and make known his deeds among the people of the earth. Proclaim that his name is exalted. Continue. Sing praises to the Lord. Why? Behold, God is my salvation. Sing praises to the Lord for he has done excellent things gloriously. Let this be made known to all the earth cry aloud, shout joyfully, you women and inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of what? So you see, changes your life and leads you to proclaiming Him. You see, shout it, tell people. Tell people. Because in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Did you get something? So as we go into 2022, you make it your desire to know the salvation of the Lord and know it more and more and more and more. So your life is transformed better and better and what? And better. And then you can proclaim it to the world and declare who He is. Can I hear amen? Let's bow down our heads. Father, we want to thank you for you giving us the word for 2022 that we must know the salvation of God so that it changes our lives, so we can live it out. And when we know him, we can proclaim him with joy. We can proclaim him with joy to the nations of the world and say to the world, the Holy One of Israel is in your midst. That's when we can preach the gospel with conviction. That's when we can preach the gospel with conviction. I pray, Lord, that you help us to fulfill this. In Jesus' name we pray.